0: Episode 10, last episode we talked to Sean Bowles, had a great conversation. One of the things I brought up in that episode was my Bible plan I want to tell you about. It's on the YouVersion app, it's called Hurt by Christians. It's an eight-day Bible plan you can get for free right now, and I walk you through hope and healing in a situation we often find ourselves as Christians, where other Christians hurt us not looking like Jesus, and out of human nature, and how we can respond in love and kindness. So I hope you check that out. I hope it blesses you. And right now we're going to talk again to Rashawn Copeland. He was here for my launch, and he's back for a longer conversation, and that's going to start right now.
1: Welcome to the Everyday Discernment Podcast. This show is about you and your walk with Jesus as we grow in discernment together so that we can make better daily decisions that honor God in all we do. We will align all things against the Bible and give you practical steps to run your Christian race to win. And now your host, the discerning dad, Tim Ferrara. All right, welcome
0: to the podcast today. I am excited to have back with me my brother in the Lord, Rashawn Copeland, and he was with me on my launch episode. Hopefully you check that out. And I'm excited to have him back on the show today. Welcome back, Rashawn.
2: Tim, what's up, bro? So pumped to be on the show. And one thing I love about your last name, bro, every time I see it, it reminds me of Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard that <laughs> once
0: or twice growing up, you know. Oh, it's a nice. Ferrari car, you know. And so <laughs> yeah. my love goal one it. of these days is to to own a Ferrari and then deface it and put an A at the end. <laughs> and and probably ruin the whole value of it. Whatever. That's just a dream, but it's never gonna happen. So
2: ah, anyway. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, welcome back. And hopefully everyone checked out our launch episode. But in case they didn't, just give everyone a quick overview of who you are and your ministry.
2: Awesome. Well, guys, so pumped to be on the show again. Tim, thank you for having me. It's a privilege, it's an honor. Uh, But my name's, again, Rashawn Copeland. I'm a minister who writes and a writer who preaches. But before all that, I'm a son who happens to be a a father and a husband. And uh, I just thoroughly enjoy sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ because He hit me where I was, where I needed it the most. And that was right in the core of the reality that I'm a broken, hurting, sinful man who needs a Savior. And it changed my life forever, you know, when the Messiah touched my mess. And that's that's my message, brother. (laughs) Yes. A mess into a message and a test into a testimony. Yep. Amen. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, well, you have an amazing testimony, which we're not going to get into today, but um, I would encourage everyone to check that out. You share that on your podcast so they can, they can see that there. And,
2: and um, Yeah, he reaches the least likely, and he does the unimaginable with us, right? That's right. Amen. It's crazy. Well, we're going to get into some deep
0: questions first. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I'm all ready. Right. Deep. Let's, Come on let's, now. Let's get to know Rashawn a little bit. What's your
2: favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time. Now, this is before I came to Christ, but it still has so many lessons in it. And it runs parallel with sort of the life I sort of wanted and desired to live, but also that I truly experienced in different ways. But Training Day with Denzel Washington would be my favorite movie of all time outside of the Christian bubble. Sure. Oh, yeah. All right. What about um, favorite author you have? favorite author so it's a blend between i have a delicate balance of reading uh Bob Goff and John Piper like oh, wow. i know they're way different and yeah. two huge extremes but i feel like somewhere in the middle of there is where uh God hits my core on one how to love well but how to biblically love well yeah on well, different yeah. levels yeah More practical side of it and more like the deep biblical side of it.
0: Yeah. A good blend of love and truth there. Yeah, exactly. And we we need that, you know. So true. All right. What about if you could meet anyone alive or dead, who would it be besides Jesus, which we all know is alive?
2: Okay. If I can meet anyone alive or dead, I would probably say, I would probably want to meet someone, um, I know this is kind of strange, but I would want to meet... His name's Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was something about his life and just uh, how he – He led his life as far as a life of conviction, you know, amid some of the darkest moments in history. Parallel with uh, MLK, like Martin Luther King, someone I grew up on. So between those two are guys, men of conviction, and I sort of draw or Nelson Mandela, or it's sort of in that ball house, like men of conviction of courage.
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it yet, but I have uh, Bonhoeffer's book, The Cost of Discipleship, on my bookshelf, and that's on oh, my to-do list. So
2: Nice. Um, good I've heard, deal. I've heard good yeah, things Yeah, get about into that. it, bro. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. Last icebreaker. What about um, hobbies you'd like to do in, in your whatever free time you have?
2: So hobbies, man, I love, love, love. I'm a family guy, you know, and I ain't talking about a cartoon, but I yeah. love hanging out with my family, my wife, my kids and going out to nature parks, mountains, hiking, uh, you know, just going on walks. And I, yeah. I love just time. That's my sweet spot.
0: That's so good. I love that too. And it getting out of nature just makes you feel closer to God. It strips away yeah. the the distractions and you just kind of get mm. that connection with the God who made everything, you know.
2: So true.
0: All right. Well, you are an influencer on, online and in multiple platforms. And I want to talk about TikTok for a second. You might have heard of it. <laughs> and, TikTok, um, TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So how, so how did you start with TikTok? Because right now, last I checked, you're you're quickly approaching a million followers, which is amazing. And one of the videos I see on there a lot is Jesus is King, Yes or No. And I love yeah. those. Those are so encouraging. Where did you get the idea for that and what has been the
2: response to them? You know what? Um, I just, one, I think TikTok is phenomenal, but it's also really dangerous. I I just think there's so many things, uh, one, that is influencing the next generation, And if I could have sort of my imprint in it, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I invest in, you know, sharing Christ, but in a way that isn't where I'm just in front of a screen teaching and being serious all the time, but having fun and being relatable, but also, you know, just living the truth, like living out of that truth of what I truly live out. Like I'm the same, you know, and my wife holds me witness to this and she's in the other room. (laughs) I want to be the same, you know, Rashawn, you know, that I am on the platform on the screen that I am, you know, when I go out and minister to people, why won't I just film and, you know, do it real time. So that was my heart behind it is just, wanting to see people are encouraged and edified, but not only that, equip people to go out and share the gospel and not sort of dehumanize homeless people. That was my idea. Yeah. But come to them far and long before they're ready. Like when pe- I bring people on the Jesus is King, yes or no. Yeah. Uh, when I'm out in the streets ministering, it's before they're ready. I think yeah. God showed that in the scripture when he said, but when I demonstrated it, But all while we're sinners, Christ died for us. He came before we're ready. And that's what I would like to do with people, just show up before they're ready, (laughs) give them a little bit of Jesus, and then love on them after. The most powerful things happen after on the screen with them. And I try to get that uh, across. That 90 seconds or the 15 seconds is not nothing compared to what happens after. That's when eternity moves in. Wow. Time
0: moves out. That's so good. And, and that's something that uh, you can tell in their faces, you know, like if they're responding to it, like they don't see yeah. it coming. And then they're like, yes, Jesus is king. And it's so cool <laughs> yeah. to see them like, you know, lighten up and and uh, they probably don't know who you are, where you're coming from. And all of a sudden, you know, you have this <laughs> connection as opposed yeah. to as opposed to, hey, are you a Christian? Can I talk to you for a minute? You know, it's just like, bam, exactly. here I am. And you get that you get that perfect uh, natural response. So I think they that's yes.
2: Amen, bro. So fine.
0: So speaking of which, you know, all the videos I see you in, you just, you spread the joy and the love of Christ, you know, and everything you do and it's, it's infectious in a good way. And so wow. um, how do you choose joy? Because it is a choice, you know, yeah. I'm sure you have bad days like everyone else, but how oh, do you yeah. choose joy, you know, a lot of Christians just live defeated or depressed. And mm. what would you say to them on how you, how you
2: make joy a choice? Amen, bro. I think it, here's the thing. Every, it's it comes down to having a proper perspective. Every single morning we wake up, like I woke up this morning and yesterday morning in the past two weeks, three weeks with the herniated disc. Oh, wow. It's been a thorn in my side, like yeah. a messenger of Satan. It's been terrible. However, whenever I think about my Lord and him, what he did on the cross for me and like, really put things in proper perspective and see it through the lens that my savior went through far worse than I, and I can't, you know, allow God's grace to move through me today with this little herniated disc. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think it comes back to perspective, but also disciplined thinking, like in order to discern, we have to have our minds aligned to the scriptures and live out of a place where, we not only examine our lives, but we hold fast to which what is true and what is good and what is pure and what is holy and what is admirable, what is praiseworthy. Paul said, think on these things yeah. and the God of peace will be with us. And then we can live out of that peace. I think that's how we enter His joy is by entering His presence and in His presence by being the Word of God, but also connecting with Him relationally in the Spirit. So, I think walking in that way, you'll have that joy. But you choose it by disciplined thinking, not stinking thinking, but yeah. structured thinking <laughs> around the scriptures, but in on his promises, on the truth of God's word, but also um, perspective and think your know, disciplined thinking brings That's that good. joy. And a lot of times we
0: get so caught up in the motions of the you know we wake up, we go to work, we come back, we we spend time yeah. with the family, we go to sleep, we just you know, rinse and repeat. And we don't, and I'm speaking from my own experience too. Like I don't take the time to wake up and like you said, reflect on the day, pray to God, get my mind right in the Bible. And it sets your your whole day up because if you jump on, if you jump, if you wake up, you jump online, you you go on Facebook or wherever, and you see all the news, it's just going to defeat you before you even started the battle for the day. Yeah.
2: So true. Good word, bro. Tim, that's so
0: good. So you have an amazing way of ministering to people on the street, spreading the love of Christ. Uh, this is intimidating for a lot of Christians, I believe, who may not even want to talk to their neighbor or someone at work. Um, yeah. So how do you overcome any fear of doing this or the fear of rejection, I think, is really strong?
2: You know, what what so is your fear, mindset when you go into that? Okay, you know what? It is a fearful thing if we uh, allow ourselves uh, to make it A fearful thing. Like when I reflect back to a couple things. Number one, you know, when you go and preach the gospel, you're preaching to people who don't want to hear it when you don't feel like necessarily preaching it, but we don't live by our feelings, you know? And I got to remind myself by that. Even if I feel fearful, it's okay to feel fearful. Don't allow that fear to control you. But uh, instead, I think it's so important to remember the reality that. One, we are all falling short of the glory of God. And because of that, we'll have to give an account before God. Uh, and there's people who don't necessarily know the gospel message, his grace and 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 his power and his son. So who am I not to go and share the gospel with them? It should I should be like, Lord, like, you know, it's, I should be on fire yeah. to share the gospel with someone. Or, you know, and I get it. I, there's times I totally, like, I drove by a man today and I was in a rush, you know, getting to the next thing. Yeah. And he was a homeless man, but the scripture it lit me up, like, a, hit me like a semi truck head on. Uh, if you close your eyes to the poor, you have no part of me. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, that's good. And I immediately had to just acknowledge the man and and see the man. And I couldn't necessarily give him anything because I didn't have anything. But I think it's just, you know, keeping this reverence for God, not fearing men. Jesus said, don't fear the one who can kill body and can do no more, but fear the one who can kill the body and throw soul in Hell, yeah. so having this aspect of reverence for God, and it's not you know just being afraid of God, but it's like saying, God, I I'm in awe of you. I respect you. You are my Lord, um, and you. But you're my Savior, the savor. And other people want to Savor you. They want to know you. They're yeah. longing for you, even if they don't admit it. And and having that perspective, like this is what I need to do. I need to go love people by opening my mouth, not just by living it out. Yeah. But I I have to preach the gospel. I have to share Jesus. That's so, so
0: good. And Jude tells us to you know preach to others as snatching them out of the fire, right? Yeah. And, and that's what we have to think about, the lost. We have to think about these are, if they don't know Jesus, they're lost and dying. And Mm-mm. rejection is just a small thing that Jesus was rejected. The apostles were wow. rejected. It's Come something on. we can count ourselves worthy to be rejected. You know, We should think of it as you know something that is a good thing because they're not rejecting us or rejecting Jesus. And yeah. as long as we preach it, we can stand, you know, before God and say, we, we did our, we did our job. You know, we planted the seeds, the Holy Spirit's the one that that helps it grow.
2: So true. Love that brother. Love that. So good. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, let's
0: talk about your upcoming book. Start where you are. First of all, I love the title. It is so simple, but it is also so deep as well. And just talk to us about what the book is about and what you hope God does with that message.
2: Amazing. Uh so yeah, Start Where You Are is a book that was birthed out of a place where, you know, I didn't necessarily want to pick up the Bible when I had, you know, drifted off from God. I didn't know him much. I, I, I wouldn't pick up the Bible. So I wrote this book in hopes that those who won't pick up the Bible will potentially pick up a book called, you know, Start Where You Are. And they don't they know they're not you know, quote unquote good. And they know that they're not perfect. That's why they don't want to go to God. But my message is to say, Hey, God will meet you wherever you are. He'll meet you in your mess, but not only that, he'll love you through it and he'll lead you out of it. And I want to get that across to the reader. You're on the brink of revival and it starts in your own heart. If you want to see a change, you know, in your family, in the city, in the state, in the country, in the world, it must start within, within you. Sort of uh, this idea of revival starts in you. But uh, I'm also sharing all throughout the script, you know, the scriptures, it shows how God met people. You know, Paul was on the road to Damascus and, you know, all of a sudden he was going to slaughter Christians. You know, you you would think that this guy, being a hate filled enemy of God, would have no hope to be a. Faith-filled friend of them, right? Or a joyful filled friend of them, but God, again, like we were talking about, He uses the unlikely to do the unimaginable. And he met Paul on that road and said, Saul, Saul, soon to be Paul. Saul, yeah. Saul, why do you persecute me? And and then and then Paul, he sort of was blind, but now he could see that the truth was was Christ, his Messiah, and he was baptized and he he, he loved them through that and he let them out by, he went out and preached the gospel. And all throughout, that's the whole narrative of the Bible is how God meets messy people where they are, broken and sinful. Yeah, uh, But he gives them a purpose, you know.
0: Yeah, and he, that's so good. I mean, yeah, there's so many examples in the Bible. I think of Gideon too, where he was from the least clan. And he was trying to hide from the oppressors in the region. And God wow. met him and said, I'm going to use you to be a mighty warrior. And he's like, who are you talking to? You know,
2: mm, and, and that's Gideon good. Was,
0: Gideon's like, you've got the wrong person. And God's like, no, I'm using you. And he ended up, you know, obviously the story of the 300 defeating yeah. the, the enemy and all that. But it, so it's, good. it's all throughout the Bible. And too often, even as Christians, if we if we know God, we often feel like, well, I'm not, I have to get an education. I have to serve for so long. Like we put restrictions on ourselves of why we can't instead of just like you said, starting where you are and letting God do the rest.
2: So true. I love that. And, And again, I think you hit it head on. This book isn't just for an unbeliever who is just trying to entertain a relationship with God, but it's for people who are believers who may feel as though they're stagnant in their faith and they need of, or even their, it's non-existence right now to this point. Like I don't pray to God. I don't talk to him, but I'm a Christian. I label myself that, but yeah. you know, I think it's just so important.
0: So in your book too, you say that the book is going to train your mind and heart to purposely invite God to your daily functions. And I love that because that's exactly what I try to do with everyday discernment. The everyday decisions we make is not just a one-time decision for Christ. I mean, that's the most important one, but we have daily decisions. And so how do we train our mind and heart to live for God daily?
2: I I absolutely love that. That's a great question, bro. Um, Because we live in a culture right now where it's way more popular to do what's cool basically a, a culture of compromise rather than a culture or you know a church that will probably stand up and you know live with conviction there there are people in the church including myself at times if I don't if I'm not careful who who will compromise even on the basic things of my christian walk if I'm not careful But I think what's so important for us as believers is, one, we need that area of discernment. And I think this is why your message is so timely right now, bro. And it's almost, it's very like, you know, God's used you for such a time like this to speak the importance of holding our lives according and and living our lives um, in alignment to the will and ways of God by you know living from the word of God and under the authority of God and I think that's the big difference you know he said blessed are those who do not walk in step with the wicked nor take the way that sinners take or stand in company of mockers but blessed are those who delight in the law of the Lord for Amen. they will be prosperous and successful in all they do so i think it comes back to what you're doing bro is is one having this godly discernment that is being pulled from the Word of God day in day out, uh, where we are growing in true knowledge of Him. Not only, you know, just knowing God more, but how do we worship Him in our lives by the work that we do and showing Him, being a display of Him to a world, a conduit and expression of Him yeah. to the world. What does that look like? And I think it goes back to godly discernment and walking in the ways of the Lord by heeding the word of God. Awesome. Well, you know, as an influencer and speaker, you have the opportunity to hear, you know,
0: all kinds of people from all walks of life. What are some common themes you hear? And what are some ways that Christians can be a light to a lost and dying world?
2: Mm. So coming across... um, are you saying various Christians, but also uh, unbelievers? What am I hearing these days?
0: Yeah, I'm sure you get a ton of, you know, feedback, emails, messages. Like what, what, Got it. what is, is there a common theme among all that? Like that people are, are seeking a certain thing? Yeah. Or is there some way that Christians can step up and, you know, bridge the gap between maybe perception and reality? What people are, turns people away from Christians, that kind of thing?
2: That's good. Um, So one of the big things I'm hearing, um, you know, day in and day out is this sense of confusion, like everyone's talking about how confused they are, how chaotic things are. I think we being Christians, uh, this is a great time For us to speak into a lot of the things people are confused about, even if we don't get it, I think it's encouraged for us. There's times we're not called to understand; we're called to trust. I mean, you know, we don't get every single thing. That's why I was talking—we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, we won't understand everything. And I think this is why Christians can can have a peace, whenever in the face of a, a broken world, is because. One, the scripture goes back to saying, he that keeps his mind on me are, you know, them who keep their mind on me, there will be a perfect peace. It wasn't because they trust in me. It wasn't because they know or because they have this. I mean, you can go to any seminary in the country right now and you can walk up to one of those, you know, guys in seminary and ask them by you knowing God more, does it bring you peace? Or by you knowing the Bible more, does it bring you peace? I guarantee nine out of 10 of them will say, no, it doesn't. But on the other end, when you ask them, like when you trust God, you know, that's when the peace comes. It's more about trust and just knowing, knowing, knowing. So I would just encourage people, despite Walk in faith despite this time as far as believers, and a lot of the answers will come. You may not get them answered now, but they'll come. You know, God's right. grace to reveal all this, you Yeah, know, what's happening. And, and knowledge
0: is, you know, we should know what we believe and why we believe it, but it's also we're never going to know everything. And so yeah. at some point, faith has to bridge the gap between our knowledge and God, mm. and we have to give up certain things and just say, it's in your hands, God. And one Boom. of them is our future. I mean, which no one knows. And for good reason, because if God revealed it to us, it would be overwhelming for us. You know, we, we're not wired to know all the things that are going to happen in the future. We have to take a day at a time. And by God's grace, we get through each day It's good, and relying on God as being our strength. He can get us through whatever season we're in. And I think when a lot of people come to Christians for answers, they want us to re- reveal everything god knows which we just don't have and so we have to be able to explain our faith but also be able to point them to faith yeah. as relying on god as the one who's sovereign and that we are not
2: come on that's good so good brother Woo,
0: awesome even that's... his word like <laughs> i i love that so we could talk forever about that I'm i know so sorry, appreciate that's so good, good. very good Awesome. Well, it's been great, and I want to give you just a chance to 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 plug. You know, where can they find your book? Where can they connect with you?
2: Okay. Well, uh, you can find my book at startwhereyouarebook.com dot or anywhere. Literally anywhere books are sold: Target, Walmart, and you know you can connect with me at Rashawn Copeland on any platform, Scriptures and Stories podcast, uh, and just anywhere. Yeah, you can just look me up, and I'm. Probably gonna be there, but most importantly, I would say above anything, above anything, spend time connecting with the Lord during these times. Uh, he's far more important than this book. Start where you are; far more important than you know anything I could share with you. Uh, dive into the Word of God, and I, I know Tim would be the first one to tell you guys that you know um, I think it's just so important right now, bro. Amen. And my wife, we're just talking about that. That's where it starts. God, his teacher like, is the Holy Spirit.
0: Exactly. Number one source of discernment is our, is the Bible and mm. cannot be neglected. Absolutely. Ooh. Well, thank you for coming on. It was great talking with you. And uh, God bless you, your ministry, your family. And we'll, we'll see you around. Thanks,
2: Tim. God bless you. I appreciate you, brother.
0: Well, that is it for today. Thank you for being here, being a part of this podcasting journey that I'm on. Hope you're enjoying the episodes. Next week, Grayson Bearden is back. He was here for my launch. Hopefully you checked out that episode. We talk more in depth about TikTok, how I got started on there, how Wait Let Me Pray For You came from, and also about his ministry with the youth. I ask him what the biggest issue the youth today are facing and how we can help them, and he's going to answer that. I would encourage you to check out my book, Everyday Discernment. This podcast is based on, you can find it on Amazon. Until next week, keep growing in discernment.
1: Thank you for listening to the Everyday Discernment Podcast. For more information on Discerning Dad, go to discerning-dad.com. Be sure to follow on all the social media platforms. Just search for Discerning Dad. Please share this podcast with a friend and leave an honest review on whichever platform you listen. Feel free to send any comments, suggestions, questions, or prayer requests at discerningdad@outlook.com. At Until next time. Keep fighting the good fight.